Hello everybody, I am Dr. Armen, Professor Armen Astvatsatrian from Yerevan, Armenia, and today we will talk about chest pain. Chest pain, very, very common complaint, very common complaint. Many patients are uh, well aware that is warning of potential life-threatening disorders and seek evaluation for minimal symptoms. Other patients, including many with serious disease, minimize or ignore its warnings. Pain perception, both character and severity, varies greatly between individuals, as well as between men and women. However, however described pain should never be dismissed without an explanation of its cause. The heart, lungs, esophagus, as great vessels and great vessels provide afferent visceral input through the same thoracic autonomic ganglia. And painful stimulus is in these organs is typically perceived as originating in the chest. But because afferent nerve fibers overlap in the dorsal ganglia, thoracic pain may be felt as referred pain anywhere between the umbilicus and the ear anywhere between the umbilicus and the ear including the upper extremities painful stimuli <coughs> from thoracic organs can cause discomfort described as pressure tearing gas with the urge to irritate irritate indigestion, burning or aging. <coughs> so no, I'm sorry, my, sorry for my English. So burning or aching, not aging, of course, aching, ache. And commonly, other descriptions of chest pain are given such as stabbing or sharp needle-like pen. Stabbing. Huh? Uh, so, stop you know like this like picure when the sensation is vis is visceral in origin many patients deny they are having pain and insist is merely discomfort merely discomfort and just like this they said i feel something uh, like discomfort something i don't understand many disorders can chest pain or this discomfort these disorders may involve the cardiovascular, gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal, pulmonary, neurologic, of course, or musculoskeletal systems. Okay, I will put them all in uh, presentation. Huh? So, for example, causes of chest pain, okay? In visual guide, okay, I do this. For you, ladies, just for you, visual guide. Okay, visual guide for chest pain. Some causes of chest pain in table. Some disorders are immediately life-threatening. Immediately life-threatening. Acute coronary syndromes. So acute myocardial infarction, unstable angina. Angina. Thoracic aortic dissection, tension pneumothorax, esophageal rupture, and pulmonary embolism. Other cases can range 
from serious potential threats to life to causes that are simply uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Often, no cause can be confirmed, confirmed af- even after full evaluation. Overall, the most common causes are chest wall disorders, for example, those involving muscles, rib or cartilage. That's all chest wall disorders. Not all. So, mal involving muscles, uh, muscles, rib or cartilage. Okay? So, uh, plural disorders. Rib is costa. Chest wall disorders. Huh? Involving muscle, rib or cartilage. Plural disorders. Gastrointestinal disorders. Very common. Gastroesophageal reflux disease. Almost often we confuse, huh? Uh, esophageal spasm, ulcer disease, cholelithiasis, acute coronary syndromes, and stable angina. In some cases, no etiology of chest pain can be determined. So, about evaluation. History of present illness. Hmm? Should know the location, duration, location, duration, character, and quality of the pain. So the patient should be asked about uh, any precipitating events, for example, straining or overuse of chest muscles, as well as any triggering and relieving factors. Specific factors to note include whether pain is present during exertion, stress test, uh, during stress, physical examination, uh, physical test, physical stress, so during examin- uh, exertion or at rest, uh, it's very principal. Presence of psychological stress, psychological stress, whether pain occurs during respiration or coughing, difficulty swallowing, re- relation to meals, and positions that relieve or exacerbate pain. For example, lying flat, uh, leaning forward. Previous similar episodes and their circumstances should be noted with attention to the simulatory or lack thereof and whether the episodes are increasing in frequency and or duration. Important associated symptoms to seek include dyspnea, palpitations, syncope, diaphoresis, diaphoresis, transpiration, nausea or vomiting, cough, fever and chills. Refuse of systems should seek symptoms of possible causes, including leg pain, swelling, or both, deep venous thrombosis, uh, DVAT, deep vein vein thrombosis, and therefore possible pulmonary embolism and chronic weakness, malaise, and weight loss. Weight loss should be very careful, maybe cancer. Past medical history should document known causes, particularly cardiovascular and gastrointestinal disorders, and any cardiac investigations or procedures, for example, stress testing, catheterization, risk factors for coronary artery disease, hypertension, dyslipidemia, diabetes, cerebrovascular disease, tobacco use, or pulmonary embolism, 
For example, lower extremity injury, recent surgery, immobilization, known cancer, pregnancy should also be noted. Drug history should note use of drugs that can trigger coronary artery spasm, for example, cocaine, triptans, or gastrointestinal disease, particularly alcohol, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Family history should note history of myocardial infarction, particularly among first-degree relatives, first-degree relatives and early at an early age. For men, it's less than 55 years and uh, less than 60 in women. And hyperlipidemia, physical examination. Uh, about physical examination, vital signs and weight are measured and body mass index is calculated. Pulses are palpated in both arms and both legs. Blood pressure is measured in both arms and pulses paradoxus is measured. General appearance is noted, for example, pallor, diaphoresis, cyanosis, cyanosis uh, anxiety. Neck is ins inspected for, uh, for venous distension and hepajugular reflux. Hepatojugular. Uh, hepatojugular. Hepatojugular reflux. And the venous waves forms are noted. The neck is palpated for carotid pulses, lymphadenopathy, or thyroid abnormality. The carotid arteries are auscultated for bruit. Okay? Lungs are percussed and auscultated for presence and symmetry or breath of breath sounds. Signs of congestion, dry or wet crackles, ronchi, consolidation, pectoliquid, parallel friction wraps and effusion. The uh, diffusion decreased breath sounds, dullness or uh, dullness to percussion. So the cardiac examination knows the intensity and timing of the first heart sound, S1, and the second heart sound, S2. The respiratory movement of the pulmonary component of S2 pericardial friction wraps, murmurs and gallops. When murmurs are detected, the timing, duration, pitch, shape and intensity and the response to changes of position and grip and the valsalva maneuver should be noted. Okay? Mm -hmm. When gallops are detected, differential differentiation should be made between the force, heart sound, S4, which is often present with diastolic dysfunction. S4 is diastolic dysfunction with myocardial or without myocardial ischemia, actually my, my diastolic dysfunction goes uh, with myocardial ischemia. So, and the third sound, which is present with systolic dysfunction. Very, very warning sign. The chest is suspected for skin lesions of, tra of trauma or herpes zoster infection are palpated for crepitants, uh, suggesting um, air and tenderness. The abdomen is palpated for tenderness, organomegaly, and masses or tenderness, particularly in the epigastric and right upper quadrant regions. Uh, the legs are examined for arterial pulses, adequacy of perfusion, edema, varicose veins, and signs of DFT, swelling, erythema, 
and tenderness. Deep vena thrombosis is DFT. Huh? So uh, certain findings raise suspicion or, uh, of a more serious etiology of uh, chest pain. Abnormal vital signs. Tachycardia, bradycardia, tachypnea, hypotension. Signs of hypoperfusion, for example, confusion, ashen color, diaphoresis, shortness of breath, hypo hypoxemia or pulse oximetry, asymmetric breath sounds or pulses, new heart murmurs, pulses paradoxes, more than 10 mm hydrargium. Symptoms and signs of thoracic disorders vary greatly, and those of theories and non-serious condition often overlap. Although the uh, although red flag findings indicate a high likelihood of serious disease, and many disorders have classic manifestation, and I'll put the, all this in a visual guide. Huh? Many patients who have serious illness do not present with these classic symptoms or signs. For example, patients with myocardial ischemia may complain only of indigestion or a very uh, tender chest wall on palpation. A high index of suspicion is important when evaluating patients with chest pain. Nonetheless, some, distinguish, some distinctions and generalizations are possible. For example, duration of pain can provide clues to the severity of the disorder. Long-standing pain for example, hours and hours, or days or days, weeks or months, is not a manifestation of the disorder that is immediately life-threatening. Yeah, notably, weeks or months. I've got dear doctor, I've got patient, I've got this ache. There are several months. Such pain is often is musculoskeletal. Muscular skeletal in origin, although gastrointestinal origin or cancer should be considered, particularly in patients who are older. Similarly, similarly, brief, less than five seconds, sharp, intermittent pains rarely result from serious disorders. Less than five seconds. Serious disorders typically manifest pain lasting minutes to hours, although, although. Episodes may be recurrent. For example, unstable angina may cause severe bouts of pain over one or more days. Patient age is helpful for evaluating chest pain. Chest pain in children and young, young adults less than 30 years is less likely to result from myocardial ischemia, although myocardial infarction can occur in people in their 20s. Very rare, of course, but it's, it happens. Musculoskeletal and pulmonary disorders are more common causes in these age groups. Exacerbation and relief of symptoms are also are helpful in evaluating chest pain. Although angina can be felt anywhere between the ear and the umbilicus, it's typically consistently related to stress, notably physical stress. No, maybe and emotional stress. For example, patients do not experience angina from climbing uh, one flight of stairs, one flight of stairs uh, one day and tolerates three flights the next day. 
patients do not experience angina from climbing one flight of stairs one day and tolerate, wear tolerate three, four flights the next days. Nocturnal angina is characteristic of acute coronary syndromes, heart failure or coronary artery spasm, nocturnal angina. Uh, pain from many, from many disorders, both serious and minor, can be exacerbated by respiration, movement or palpation of the chest. These findings are not specific for, for origin in the chest wall. About 15% of patients with acute myocardial infarction have chest tenderness or on palpation. Nitroglycerin may relieve pain or both myocardial ischemia and non-cardiac smooth muscle spasm, for example, esophageal or biliary disorders. Its efficacy of lack therefore should not be used for diagnosis. Not sure. Associated findings may also suggest a cause. Fever is non-specific but if uh, but if a complaint by cough, fever is non-specific. But if accompanied by by cough, so fever is <laughs> I'm sorry non-specific. But <coughs> if accompanied by cough, suggest a pulmonary cause. Patients with Raynaud syndrome, Raynaud, Raynaud. Raynaud syndrome, Raynaud, Raynaud syndrome, or migraine headaches sometimes have coronary spasm. The presence of or absence of risk factors for coronary artery disease, presence or absence of hypertension, hypercholesterolemia, smoking, obesity, diabetes, positive family history, alters the probability of underlying coronary artery disease, but doesn't help diagnose the cause of given episode of acute chest pain. Patients with those factors may well have another cause of chest pain, and patients without them may have an acute coronary syndrome. However, non-coronary artery disease in a patient with chest pain raises the likelihood of the diagnosis as the cause, particularly in patient, describes the symptoms as like my angina, like my last heart attack. Hmm? But the patient has got this history, of course. A history of peripheral, peripheral vascular disease also rises like uh, the likelihood, uh, the possibility that angina is the cause of chest pain. For adults with an acute chest pain, immediate life threats must be ruled out. Most patients should initially have pulse oximetry, ECG, and chest X-ray. Uh, suppose about electrocardiogram. I will talk in another lecture. So, so in patients with hemodynamic instability, a bedside echocardiogram can also be useful in further evaluating potential life-threatening causes. If symptoms, if symptoms suggest an acute coronary syndrome, or if no other cause is clear, particularly in at-risk, high-risk patients, troponin levels are measured. Expeditions, expeditious, sorry, expeditious evaluation is essential because if myocardial infarction or other acute coronary syndrome is present, the patient should be considered for urgent heart catheterization when available. Immediate catheterization is indicated in patients with ST segment elevation, ST elevation on ECG, non-ST segment evaluation myocardial infarctions, non-STEMI. 
<coughs> causing uh, hypertension, ventricular arrhythmias, or persistent chest pain despite optimal medical management. Some abnormal findings on these t- tests confirm a diagnosis, for example, acute myocardial infarction, pneumothorax, pneumonia, <coughs> pneumonia. Huh? Other abnormalities suggest a diagnosis or at least the need to pursue further investigations, to continue further investigations. For example, abnormal aortic contour on chest X-ray suggests need for testing for thoracic aortic dissection. Thus, if these initial test results are normal, thoracic aortic dissection, tension pneumothorax, and esophageal rupture are highly unlikely. Uh, however, in acute coronary syndromes, ECG may not change for several hours or sometimes not at all, and in pulmonary embolism, oxygenation uh, may be normal. Thus, other studies may need to, obtain, to be obtained based on findings from the history and physical examination that I'll put this table uh, in, in visual guide to uh, causes of chest pain. Because a single normal set of cardiac marks markers doesn't rule out a cardiac cause, patients with symptoms suggest an acute coronary syndrome should have serial measurements of the cardiac marker troponin and electrocardiograms at least four hours apart. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, huh? Drug treatment for suspected acute coronary syndrome is begun while awaiting results of the second troponin level unless there is a clear contradiction. A diagnostic trial of subliminal nitroglycerin or an oral liquid antacid doesn't adequately differentiate myocardial ischemia from gastroesophageal reflux disease or gastritis. Either drug may relieve symptoms of either disorder. Troponin will be elevated in all acute coronary syndromes causing cardiac injury and often in other disorders that damage the myocardium. For example, myocarditis, pericarditis, aortic dissection, dissection involving coronary artery flow, pulmonary embolism, heart failure, severe sepsis. Creatine kinase may be evaluated, CK, huh? uh, may be evaluated, elevated, sorry, may be elevated due to damage and, uh, to any muscle tissue, but creatine kinase, MB, is an enzyme, CK, MB. So CK, CKMB, this is creatinine kinase. Uh, elevation is, is very specific, specific as troponin to damage to the myocardium. Damage of the myocardium, damage to the myocardium. However, troponin is, is now the standard marker of cardiac muscle injury. It's a gold standard, troponin. Huh? Uh, advances in high sensitivity troponin assays may allow for more rapid serial evaluation of a possible acute, acute coronary syndrome. With improved negative predictive value, high sensitivity troponin also has the potential to decrease the necessity of further testing in patients with negative biomarkers and has been demonstrated to allow patients to be discharged more quickly. ST segment abnormality on the electrocardiogram may be non-specific or due to antecedent disorders. So, in comparison with previous electrocardiogram, is very important, very important. If there is exist, of course, there are or there are exist. Sometimes uh, some clinical clinicians follow initial testing 
actually or with, within several days with a stress electrocardiogram or a stress imaging test. I do like stress tests or stress imaging tests. It's very informative uh, probe test. Uh, if a pulmonary embolism is considered possible, DEDIMER testing is done in the low and intermediate risk patients. The likelihood of pulmonary embolism is affected by a number of clinical factors which can be used to derive an approach to testing. Many of these factors are included in scoring systems that help determine the probability of pulmonary embolism such as modified Wells scoring system, the revised Geneva scoring system, and the pulmonary embolism rule-out criteria, so-called PERC, but not this in this lecture. Okay, in patients with chronic chest pain, immediate threats to uh, to life are unlikely. Most clinicians initially obtain a, a chest X-ray due to other tests based on symptoms and signs. Specific identified disorders are treated. If etiology is not clearly benign, patients are usually admitted to the hospital or an observation unit for cardiac monitoring and more extensive evaluation. Pain is treated with acetaminophen or, op or op opioid as needed pending a diagnosis. Pain relief following opioid treatment should not diminish at all the urgency of ruling out serious and life-threatening diseases. The probability of serious and life-threatening disease increases with age. Many older patients recover more slowly than younger patients but survive for a significant time if properly diagnosed, survive for a significant time if properly diagnosed and treated. Drug doses are usually lower and rapidity of dose escalation is lower. We talk about elderly. Chronic disorders, for example, chronic kidney disease, are often present and many complicate diagnosis and uh, may chronic disorders, uh, chronic, uh, um, chronic kidney disease, uh, hepatic disease, are often present and may complicate diagnosis and treatment, notably chronic kidney disease. Huh? So, some key points. Immediate life threats must be ruled out first. Some serious disorders, particularly coronary ischemia and pulmonary embolism, often do not have a classic presentations. Uh, most patients should have pulse oximetry, electrocardiogram, cardiac measurement and chest X-ray. Echocardiography also, of course. Evaluation, uh, visualization techniques. Evaluation must be prompt so that patients with ST elevation, myocardial infarction, or other criteria for intervention can be in the heart catheterization laboratory, cath lab, or have thrombolysis within the 19 minute standard. That's uh, gold time, this window of our making uh, decisions. 19 minute standard to give or cath lab, go to angioplasty, or treat it by thrombolytics. If uh, pulmonary embolism is highly likely, uh, antithrombin drugs should be given with while the diagnosis is per pursued. Another embolus in patients who is not receiving uh, anticoagulants may be fatal. Well, it, this is very important to understand. So if 
pulmonary embolism is highly likely. Antithrombin drugs should be given while the diagnosis is pursued. Another embolism patient who's, who is not receiving such anticoagulants may be fatal. So that is that's all for today. Don't forget to follow our healthcare and evaluation YouTube channel. See you, my dear friends, in another lectures. Please re-receive uh, these uh, this lectures several times. Several times. Not on, only one time. Huh? Several, several times to get it by heart. Okay, see you uh, in, another, in our another lectures. And God bless you. Bye.